1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield.
3: Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we have on the phone, Maz Black Guns Matter. Also, we have inside the studio, Cody Wilson, director of Defense Distributed. What's up, Cody? All right, so, and, and on the phone, we got another guest, too. I'm going to hold that, you know, keep that a little surprise a little later. All right, but, um, man, we have... Uh, we, we there's breaking news going on downtown Austin at the Texas State Capitol. Uh, there's a protest. That's happening downtown. Armed protests. but this is kind of a weird. One, you know, they want you to think, "Oh my goodness!" You know, there's an armed protest at all the state capitals around the country. But you know what I'm seeing? This this looks like antifa to me. I'm just putting it out there. this This looks kind of weird. It's kind of strange. the the logos that I'm seeing, the pictures I'm seeing, these are not your typical people that do the armed protest. I'm just putting it out there. Um I don't the things that I'm seeing as far as the symbols, the flags that are flying, the clothing that they're wearing, I'm not buying it. I pay attention to a lot of the um, the different sites face the different pages, the different websites of people. That uh, that are, you know, that are pro Second Amendment. And I'm here to tell you these people that are protesting around the capitals today, like in Texas, specifically in Texas. This is not your typical pro Second Amendment organizations. So I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not buying the communist plot here. All right. So don't buy it. Don't don't fall for the okie doke people. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if someone's trying to trick someone into doing something or trick someone into believing something else that's happening. But this here, these people that are at Texas State Capitol, this is not your typical pro Second Amendment organization. Not buying it. Don't fall for the okie doke. Don't let someone pull you into their crap. Don't let them pull you into uh, their misinformation or whatever that they're doing, because I'm telling you right now, don't buy it. I'm not buying it at all. But you know what? Let's welcome to the show, Maj Ture, Black Guns Matter. Maj, welcome to Come and Talk it, sir.
4: What's up, Mike? I appreciate you for having me again. How, is it warm down there?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, right now it's nice. It's beautiful. It's like 67, 67, yeah, 67 degrees right now. So it's beautiful in Austin, Texas. Nice, beautiful day. Ha- Sun's out.
4: I'm, I'm hating. I'll be back there next week. I'm hating right now.
3: Is that when you're coming back to Texas next week? Yeah, my RV is still there. Oh, oh man, okay. All right, cool. So we'll get you back down here to Austin, and then you'll be going to what, Dallas and Houston?
4: Yeah, no, San Antonio, OKC. Got a couple more cities on the tour for the last leg. We shut down just for, you know, the holidays so everybody could chill. I got some time off, but we right back full
3: steam this week. Nice. Okay, so, you know, a couple weeks ago we had uh, this huge event that happened at the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., where you had people um, that actually stormed the Capitol. Maj, tell me what what's your thought on this? I think that America was built on violence. I think that America was
4: built on um, the understanding that vi- tyrants don't understand anything but violence. Now, these are my personal views based on historic what has actually happened. You know, a, a good friend of mine, Ken Scott, we did a class in Atlanta a few you know weeks back, and he asked the students, the very be- you know beginners, you know, all of our classes are for beginners, newbies. And he said, why does someone that does carry a gun, why do they carry a gun? And everybody went, you know, to defend against tyranny and protect your life. And somebody had the perfect answer, which was the right answer. He said, I carry a gun to shoot someone. And it and it's a bad person, but I carry a gun to shoot someone. And I think that we have been remiss to not pretend like that's not the reality. We, You know, the founding fathers of this nation, with their contradictions, um, they shot tyrants. And so I think that when people say this, all of this, it was an insurrection. There's video coming out as recently as today of the security guard, the guy with the horns, you know, in Senate chambers, uh, basically like they strolling in and just talking respectfully. This wasn't an insurrection. People will package it as if it was this sh- tremendously violent thing. And the reality is, even if it was, this is indicative of the American people recognizing on the right and the left that there's something wrong with our nation's electoral process. That is the reality. We can stop pretending like you know our our, our uh, elections have been uh, perfect, and 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 we can stop pretending like those same so-called public servants haven't been involved in election interference across the na- across the planet, you know, internationally since 1945. We can stop pretending, you know. And so what's happening there in that space is, I think that some guys. You know, I, I remember what the Ilian Omar said, you know, some people did a thing, you know, and I think that some people at the Capitol did a thing. And I have to question, you know, this video of, you know, security guards or law enforcement officers letting them in. I think that they took it to the place where they wanted to express uh, their frustration with the scenario in America currently with the election. But they did it at the Capitol. OK, OK. Um, if, if we're going to call that violence and insurrection, what do we call in the last year from spring through summer through fall of 2020 when big cities across the country dealt with violence and riot and looting after loot after loot after loot? And that one was okay. And those same leftist politicians had nothing to say. They even actually went as far as to champion and say there needs to be rebellion in the streets. Okay, well, if there's rebellion in the streets, then we're going to bring it right to the doorstep. So I think that that's what a lot of the, – the, that's my individual view. This is not me inciting. This is not me you know, saying that the listeners of this radio station agree with me. This is my view and perspective on what happened. And I think that the quicker that we recognize that we've grown – we've given government too much power, we are far away from – I mean we can take it even outside of the Second Amendment. We're far away from this conversation of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. We've become soft. You know the old adage, you know, uh, hard times make, you know, strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men and women. And those good men and good women and good times make weak people. And I think we're in that uh, sphere of it. So some people saw that and take advantage of it, and some other people are seeing that it's wrong. Um, And I think they bypassed some of it. I think they should have gotten involved in the electoral process of it with their state. You know, I do think that. Um, but we also seeing that, you know, mainstream media or corporatized media is trying to paint it as if Trump literally said, you know, and let me be clear. I think Trump has been horrible on the Second Amendment where I am a second issue voter. But balance is balance. Man, corporatized media is trying to package it as if dude was saying, yeah, go over there and like break into the Capitol. He said nothing of the sort. You know, and we all know media is the most effective devil in America. So I think there's a, there's a sunstorm, excuse me, a, 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 you know, a perfect storm of this that is as bright as the sun is, you know, out in the summertime. We see that things are wrong and people on the right and the left are frustrated. The only difference that I see is a handful of people, just like the handful of people that were rioting across the summer and in, 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 in the spring. That handful of people in these different cities handled it a different way. You know, the handful of people that went to D.C. that may have, you know, walked into the Capitol when they were let in, handled it in a more, you know, um, aggressive manner. But no, it wasn't an insurrection. No, it wasn't the overthrow of the American government. And I think that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So if leftist politicians were saying that there needs to be civil unrest until we have justice and balance, you know, two, two wings on the same bird.
3: That's my view on it. All right. So, you know, a lot of people saying, hey, you know, President Trump, you know, can you pardon my bump stocks? Can you pardon my polymer 80s? Hey, hey, President Trump, can you pardon my AR pistols? Uh, because uh, at least before you leave office, because you know what? They've been confiscated. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
5: This is the Noir and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so we're back and we're talking about what's happening around the country, talking about what's happening downtown Austin, Texas, at the Texas State Capitol. Let's bring in our reporter, Taylor Blunt. He's downtown at Texas State Capitol at the Capitol, listening in on what's going on. Taylor, what's happening down there?
7: Ah, uh, hello. How are you guys doing? Man, so, uh, we're really wrapped up uh, a little uh, like, 30 minutes ago. And um, there's about 25 uh, people who showed up armed with long rifles, many more concealed carry and uh, concealed pistol. It seems to be kind of a mixed uh, match group of uh, uh, three different organizations. One, um, the Hibiscus Society. I've never heard of them before. Um, kind of new in town. Uh, of course, the Google boys are there. And um, Sentex uh, Reactionary gun force or force? Uh, 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 reactionary
3: uh, force. I'm right. sorry. What are they called again? Syntex who?
7: Syntex. Uh, one
3: second. Yeah, because I, I need. I may have to have my attorney send him a letter. Syntex
7: who? Syntex Quick reactionary
3: force. Okay. Yeah, we may have to. We may have to talk to them. They may need to change their name. I don't know what them is being close to. You know, Central Texas Gunworks or so Syntex Guns.
7: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. They. Uh. They said they were at a Waco. At least one of them said. It okay um, I, ne- I, ne- I never, I never heard have, of hey Taylor, I never heard of any of these organizations, so which way they Because this seems um, like
7: they were constitutionalists uh there to support the um um second amendment and um also talked about the um, attack on the uh, Catholic doctrine law um, uh, we have here as well, okay, so they gave a speech about that. Um, they were not pro-Trump in any way. In fact, um, there were uh, some people who drove by in a car um, saying bad things about Donald Trump. And um, all the protesters who were armed at the teeth with AR-15s and a couple of police and cops agreed that uh, Donald Trump is not the president. And if he uh, tries to take office, that they consider him a fascist dictator and would resist him. That is uh, what they said.
3: Okay. All right. All right, Taylor, we're going to I'm going to come back to you. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. All right. So let's go back to Maj Tray. So Maj, you know, and and first I want to say, you know, my condolences to you, um, your, your grandmother and her passing. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. All right. So definitely my condolences uh, to you for that. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on the show because that's kind of tough, you know, right now dealing with that, especially with COVID-19 and all this stuff and all the protocols. So I appreciate you, you know, being able to come on the show today. Um, Thank you. But, Thank you know, what? what's your thoughts on, you know, these different groups, different organizations that are going, you know, around to the different state capitals uh, around the country and uh, protesting at the capitals of the different, you know, the different states?
4: I'm not opposed to peaceable assembly. I'm not opposed to violent revolution uh, when justified and, all, you know, things have to be balanced accordingly. Each person got a their on soul. In these scenarios, I believe, just like there was magical pallets of bricks that were dropped off all summer, there were, you know, uh, people getting busted. in. This stuff has to be financed, you know, and certain things that I look at and it's like, okay, this, this looks like it's, it's structured. You know, and I think that media will get involved and take pictures, and there's very little accountability by media as they, you know, push clickbait stories. So I think some of this is just fake. I don't know any, you know, the guys that I know, and I'm around a lot of guys that have done, you know, tours in military, law enforcement, just guys that train daily that are gun folks and freedom folks and all of that. We generally don't just go up to stuff and start trouble. You know what I mean? We might end it, you know, however, This, like you said, this looks a little suspect to me. Now, if somebody wants to just protest, they have the right to do so. Um, I'm not a person that's going to act like, you know, civil unrest or civil disobedience or even aggressive unrest for justifiable terms. is something that isn't American because it is. It is. Um, I just think that when it's a manipulation to make a group of people appear to be something that they're not, I got to push back against that. And even if they're just there and they're pretending like they're Trump supporters and they don't do anything, cool. I don't care. They have the right to be as dumb as they want to. (laughs) Where where I think that the the American public should pay strict attention is, and just and just give it a second because now we're seeing even a lot of those people that were at the Capitol building were Antifa. Were you know, information moves pretty quick, you know. But if we're a little patient, we can see that some of these guys and women. That we had a guy that was wearing a Black Guns Matter T-shirt running around, this, you know, all of these different protests starting things. At the last one in Denver, somebody was shot, and it, you know, and this guy's running around a Black Guns Matter T-shirt. So some, sometimes they're just instigators, and, you know, the information is there. The reality is if you're a person about freedom, there's other ways that you can protest this. One, you can stop um, supporting these politicians financially. You can find out who they are and stop and just cut them, cut them, cut them dry. Um, the other thing is, you can stop supporting businesses. You can vote more and get a bigger impact with your dollar. Again, America was built on money and violence and violence. You know, so sometimes you may have to violently attack people's money. So those are other avenues. But those guys that are there that, that are pretending, you know, it, it's, it's just a matter of time before people see it. And most patriots, like legit patriots, not just armchair revolutionaries, are kind of like just watching this, you know. And when it's time, you'll absolutely know when it's us. You'll absolutely know. There won't be a question. This goof troop show that happened at the, the, at the Capitol building when people were magically let in, just magically, magically, there's the most secure location, or a few blocks in the world, other than maybe the Vatican or, you know, Mount, uh, uh, you know uh, Mount Weather or something like that, you know, but magically these people would just let in to take pictures with horns and security was invisible, much like security and the police presence was invisible in these big cities all across the country over the last, you know, 2020. So it just stinks the same way. Now, if they want to put themselves in that position, they are welcome to. But I just think I want to caution our brothers and sisters on the right and left to just evaluate that from an honest place. A lot of those guys and women, Are not some of them are there? They have legitimate gripes for sure, you know, Um, and that's based on government overreach. I just want to caution people to stop, step back, and look at media's manipulation in conjunction with alignment for powers for the state. We get caught in this civil war between each other, not stepping back and looking at at it like, man, maybe we should be on some revolutionary war towards the state, towards the government. Nobody on the right and the left is openly going to say that the government is great for them once they stop going, our guy won, your guy lost, or vice versa. So I want to caution people in that direction, regardless of the people at the Capitol or all of these capitals across the country
3: are fake or not. All right. Man, I tell you, thank you, Maz I appreciate that. I'm going to let you get back to your, uh, your funeral. And like I said, my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family, um, and you know, you'll get through this time.
4: Absolutely. Thanks, Mike.
3: Talk Have to y'all in a little bit. Thank you, you sir. Cody. What up, Cody? Hey, what's up, hey. Thanks, man. All right. And Cody Wilson, the director of Defense Distributed. Man, Cody is back. What's up, Mike? Cody's back. Superman is back.
8: How you doing? These times, you know, I was made for these times, Mike. That's right. This is it. The end. The end of the Second Amendment.
3: The Oh, why do, you, why do you call it the end of the Second right, Amendment? Right, why is know, it the end? Honestly,
8: for everybody out there in Radio Land, this, this is the time, right? A lot of these people in the Capitol, they found out, oh, wait a minute, I don't have a First Amendment. Mm. Wait a minute, I don't have a Second Amendment. Mm. That's what it was to live through the Trump presidency. You think this is the end of the Second Amendment? Yeah, he could have put nine, nine members on that Supreme Court, and I don't think you'd have had the AR-15. Wow, you think, this is, you you think this is the death of the AR-15? I think if, if, it's the, if it's the death of the AR-15 as a legal instrument, it's not. it's the life of the people making assault weapons for themselves. Ladies
3: and gentlemen, Cody Wilson said this is the death of the AR-15. <laughs> well,
8: look, you know, this shouldn't be news. And uh, let me let me dovetail on Maja's comments, right? If you were waiting for the imminent civil war, right? All these cue heads out here, you were waiting for the imminent civil war. I got news for you. The civil war was already here. It isn't imminent. It's permanent. And it's cold. And it's been being fought since before you were born. And I don't know if you realize it, but the Second Amendment is not treated in any way to protect the AR-15, in any of the appeals courts, in any of the courts in this country, okay? You lost it before you thought you even had to fight for it. And the, the way to fight for it isn't just with bullets. It isn't just with protests and showing up. As Maj has uh, explained to us, it involves information, it involves media, it involves manipulation. You have to get outside the frame of the First Amendment, get outside the frame of the Second Amendment, and realize that the only th- way you're gonna help yourself if, you just, if you're not going to help yourself with information and, and technology to communicate, you're just waiting on that ban. You're waiting on that cancellation from society, and you're waiting on them to make illegal the means to protect
3: yourself literally and figuratively. Mm. Now, think and, about that. Now, when Maj was talking, you were nodding your head. You know, why were you nodding your head?
6: I mean, I was agreeing with him. Um, he pointed out the fact, uh, that there's a double standard with these protests, right? Mm-hmm. We had violent protests all through last year. We had lootings, uh, arson buildings, burning down people getting killed.
3: No one cared. Right.
6: Like David Dorn, the retired police captain. And, uh, uh, where was he? Uh, Atlanta, maybe
3: not sure. I remember. I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And he just, you know, got murdered on the streets. Nobody uh, ever wants to talk about that. You
8: know, You know, to some degree, this is, this is what we call whataboutism, right? And conservatives are really good at this, especially They're like, well, what do you mean, you know, what about the, these protests all summer where, you know, the Cuomo's on TV being like, why does protest have to be peaceful? Where does it say protests have to be peaceful? Well, why don't we get to say that about the Capitol, right? But that doesn't do anything. That doesn't do anything for us. We need to understand that hypocrisy is like a load-bearing element of this system. Uh, and it doesn't matter because the power have the people who have the power, they have the power, and you don't. And so you can either accept their frame of the argument and accept that you're dealing with a hypocrite, or you can escape that frame of the argument and do things like what, you know, what we do at Defense Distributed. Just give you the, the access to make this stuff yourself, to communicate with each other, use Bitcoin. Don't even use U.S. dollars. That's a losing game. And just accept yourself from this situation. Uh, that's the best advice I've got. Other than, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you're still voting at this point, I don't, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, so we have inside the studio <laughs> Cody Wilson. We have on the phone James McCoy. He's going to join us. He's with Urban Shopshooters Gun Club out of uh, the D.C. Maryland area. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. Talk 1370, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All
3: right, so we got Cody Wilson, the director of Defense Distributed. Man, so how long you been back as the director of Defense Distributed, Cody? I don't know, man. It feels like
8: 10 years at this point. Uh, How about, I don't know, like a year maybe? Nice. How long was 2020 anyway?
3: Uh, it was a long, 2020 lasted like 10 years. I think like Lennon said, you know, some years, <laughs> decades happen. So. Yeah, there was a lot happening in 2020, boy, and it went by fast. Oh,
8: man, oh, man, and here we are, 2020 part two, and it feels like we're right back
3: into it. What do you think is going to happen with this president on, after January the 20th? What do you think is going to happen as far as the Second Amendment? I think everything's going to calm down, and there's going to be no problems, and we're all going to get along, and I
8: think it'll be a period of national reunification and healing is what I think, Mike. Oh, are we rolling something?
3: <laughs> we must be rolling something No, new. man. the table. <laughs> I, I, think we're all gonna, I think it's all
8: gonna work out. You, th- well, you know, I think everything's malarkey. gonna
3: get better. It it's all kumbaya. That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> I'm telling you right think, now.
8: Mike, I
4: think I'm going to prison.
3: No, no, don't say that. No. I don't know what I would do. Gotta have my I gotta have my Sunday brunch partner. Look, at least with Uncle Joe in power, it's it's like, okay, all
8: the of- all the peasants are back in the fields. Y'all mm. know what the score is, okay? There's not of this mm. illusion. Like, you know you
3: know where you stand. You know
8: exactly where you stand, buddy. That's you, the
3: thing I like. You ain't in power. You when, never were. When, Joe's t- takes, when Joe takes, goes to the stage on yeah. January the 20th at yeah. noon, I know what I'm going to get. With an empty National Mall and 30,000 National Guard I troops. I know what I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah. There would be more troops than civilians <laughs> yeah. standing there watching this man take the oath. You know, I'm telling you now. all be
8: like, wow, man, I'm, I sure am glad we got our free government back. Here's <laughs> what
3: they're doing. Don't... The, you guys are falling for the okie doke. The reason we have thousands of troops in DC is because no one else is going. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. No. no one else is going to watch this guy you know, take the oath of office.
8: To protect our free and open government. <laughs> yeah, these people,
3: no one likes this guy. They don't like him. Oh, it, everyone, man. people have just voted against Trump, is all it was. No one's going to watch him take the oath of office except we will have troops, I'm thousands. Gonna
8: I'm going to watch him with fear and loathing. And uh, I tell you, man, it's, uh, it was weird for me to see, like, Samantha Power and some of these people from my, my kind of early adulthood or, or late adolescence back in power. You know, the whole, the whole cast of characters that I grew up with in the, in the Obama period, they're back, mm, you know. Yeah. Here, here they are, reappointed, back in power. You know, the Iraq war planners have been replaced with the Syria war planners, the Yemen war planners. I mean, the, the, the Libya people, it's all, we're all back in power.
5: Yes, we can.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! Okay, back, baby. You ain't
6: nothing but a dog-faced pony soldier.
3: All right, so let me bring into the conversation James McCoy. He's uh, with Urban Shopshooters Gun Club LLC out of Washington D.C. in the Maryland area. Welcome, James McCoy, to come and talk it. Hey, thank you. And how's everybody, brother in arms? Oh man, we're doing great, man. You know, James, you were down in Ground Zero at the Capitol when uh, this insurrection actually happened a couple weeks ago. So, you know, what did you see? What did you hear? What did you smell? What did you think? Why'd you do it? Why did you do it?
5: If if anybody looked on my Facebook page and they understood the first comments that I made, I told everybody that what we see was very American. Um, You had a process or an election where one guy won and one guy lost. And, of course, you're going to have people that was going to be upset and disappointed. But the ugly side of America, what a lot of people don't want to see, is the hatred that comes from one particular party over another. I know people might say, "Well, you know, don't don't go off on that tangent, James," because you know you got Antifa, which is the extreme left. But coming from somebody that lives in Washington D.C. and I'm actually a Democrat, so I know that's shocking that an African American founder of African American gun club is a Democrat not a Republican but you know from what I saw in the people that I interviewed the hatred that was there and the message that was sent it was not surprising to see people in rebellion and insurrection so when I hear Marge and I hear other people talk about fake news or whatever I think we really need to go back and listen to what the president had been saying even when he was going to be impeached the first time. He said that within the law enforcement community, within the military community, community and even the bikers, you were going to have people that would be in rebellion if he was removed from office. And in his words and his speech and his language, because I'm there listening to this nut, he sent the people from Freedom Plaza to the Capitol to do exactly what they did. And now people are are acting like, I don't know why they did it. It wasn't <laughs> Trump's people. It was Antifa. It was imposters. No, America saw exactly what America is all about, and we need to stop pretending.
8: Mm. Well, a word then. I mean, you know, if this was an insurrection, it was the goofiest, softest, most pleasant insurrection <laughs> that, I, that we have ever witnessed as a country, and I am ashamed of our brothers no, brother.
5: Brother, not to cut you off, but every <laughs> people in the Secret Service— federal police officers, metropolitan police officers. This was, and we go back and watch the videotape, the hypocrisy starts with why people are actually out protesting, where Black Lives Matter, if we're going to talk about that organization, they were the enemy of the police or viewed as the enemy because they were protesting police brutality or the injustice that the police was uh, serving against a particular group of people, right? When Trump's people come in town, because Trump is pro-police, pl- pro-police union, you can look at the Capitol that, that day and see police officers actually taking selfies with people that came out there to protest Trump's losing the election. You could see police officers guiding protesters into the Capitol, some of which have been fired. So I don't know what you guys look at or what you consider fake news, but let's look at the reality that you have people who took an oath to the United States of America to protect and defend the Constitution from enemies both foreign and domestic, and they allowed this mockery to take place for the world to see.
8: Well, I mean, I guess that's the question. Is a, is a, a cartoonish mob, you know, slapping cops on the shoulders and taking selfies, the definition of sacking the United States Capitol? And should we How maybe, about a should we man maybe take with a, a Confederate
5: flag allowed to walk into the rotunda of the Capitol? How about a crazy lady who decides to go through a barricade and is shot and killed? You know, I, I, find, I find the gun community to be part of the problem because some people within the gun community encourage this type of behavior. And then... When crazy people do the unthinkable, the gun community backs away and acts like the gun community's hands don't have their blood on it.
8: Well, the only blood I saw spill at the Capitol, brother, was uh, was that poor Trump lady who got murdered. So uh, I mean, they don't even say uh, her how name. How about the
5: police? Op- Hold on, wait a minute. How about the police officers that died?
8: What, like after the fact from proximate causes?
5: Uh, one got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher or something. You had a couple of people commit suicide. Like I said. Again, how about the congressman, pri a day prior, that gave certain people tours of the White—I mean, of the Capitol? Look, it's, so, it's a free again, and open government.
8: It's a free and open government and seat of government, or it isn't, right? You got a First Amendment right to protest and be goofy and bring symbols into the rotunda. or You, you know, don't I have
5: a First right? Amendment right to bring a nuisance to the Capitol. You don't have a First Amendment right to break the windows out the Capitol. I know That's for, called treason.
8: I know for a fact people it's have permits.
5: Insurrection. It's called sedition.
8: Look at this. I'm defending MAGA people now. But I know for a fact people had permits <laughs> so, to protest at that though. building. So, people so have permits to be the at that gun building.
5: Community, hold on. Does the gun community, and Mike, you should do a topic on this. Does the gun community support sacking your own capital? Because your man lost in an election.
8: Well, Mike, I mean, he's a, he's asking
3: you. I don't know.
8: Well, anybody. Oh, look. I mean, it, I, I don't think I'm a good representative of the gun community, but I mean, sacking the United States Capitol is about as American as apple pie, as far as I'm concerned.
5: Not by Americans.
8: Yeah. Well, what are you I, talking well, about? That's Thomas Jefferson, brother. You know, yeah, as soon he, as, uh, as soon as it doesn't serve your purposes, you got the right to alter or abolish it. I believe he put that in what? The Declaration of Independence. Sorry, it's been a while since I took civics, man. But I don't I, take it that I, I seriously that anymore because cause there's people it, like you it, and and
5: and when the rebel army that we called a confederacy raised up against the United States government they were held as tra- they were held as traitors and should have been hung at the gallows for treason but because most of them were west point brothers they let them off the hook what? if you take an oath to preserve the government of the United States of America and you violate that oath you're a traitor i think there's clear when i saw a confederate flag walking around in the United States Capitol. That's the flag of a foreign army. See, it becomes a little deeper than the gun conversation. It becomes – it goes all the way back to 1865, where you have people that still still butthurt that their team lost. You know, I, I'm there, right across the street from the Capitol, and I see the gun community's presence. And and I'm looking at TV right now on NMC. So many people mad because – get- Trump lost.
3: Don't get me on the radio.
5: And what he represented. Oh,
8: yeah. Well, I see that, right? I mean, you
5: know. No, you don't.
8: You don't see that everywhere. Well, hell, I saw that. You see yeah.
5: that from a certain oh, group 30, 30 of people who are still holding on to a lost cause, sir. That's why the United States military banned that symbol from every military installation they have. And I think all military installations just went that way. See, America has this deep wound. That has never healed. And people keep picking at it, right? You got some people that's mad because their team lost. And then here comes a Donald Trump playing with the emotions of these people, knowing damn well he's a New York Yankee. But yet people needed him and saw him as a hero. Now, yet, I,
3: now, nothing I, don't, about now I don't I don't <laughs> agree I don't. hero. I don't agree with the, you know, flying the, you know, the rebel flag. But, you know, Hey, if a person wants to do it, you know, they have a right to do it. You
5: know. In the United States Capitol, Mike. Come on, man. Hey,
3: you that's have like, you have a right, good. you, you have good. a right to express yourself. There's nothing illegal about flying that flag, you know, having that flag inside the building of the U.S. Capitol. There's nothing that violates the law when it comes to that. You know, that lets it, me it, know it may, it, it may let law, me know that you're a proud it. loser. You know, that's all fine and dandy, but you have a right to do that. There's nothing wrong. You know, they have right. that right. All
5: right, so we had a roundtable discussion about what happened. And see, when we look at the root, we understand the cause. Why did they go there to do what they did? Nobody wants to talk about that. They had direct instructions to do exactly what they did. Who were they going to go to assassinate? Who were they going to go to kidnap? When we hear of lawmakers being... Raped, Ooh, remember, so hey, 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 James, that.
3: James, James, remember we're on the radio. Oh, my, my, uh, forgive me, forgive
5: me. But what I'm saying is that the gun community, again, is partly responsible for the the negative behavior that we're seeing because the gun community is pushing people to take their guns and act in violence
3: because they don't like what they're seeing,
7: mm-hmm.
3: and none of us can deny this. Right. And and just because I don't like what someone does, I don't like what someone says. There's a, there are a lot of things that people say to me. I get people that walk into my shop and will say stuff that I don't like. They will wear stuff that I don't like. You know what? But you know what? They have a right to their to, to express themselves and I have a right to refuse service if I want to. You know, but I don't, you know, I hey, if, person wants to wear a certain thing. They want to fly certain things. They want to have uh, tattoos of certain things. You know, that's their right to have that, whether it's in the capital, or it's in the Texas State capital, where it's in the U.S. capital. They actually do have that right to express themselves. And you know what? I like for them to express themselves. I like to know where all these people are that are doing certain things, and I like for you to wear your symbols on your body, your shirt, whatever, so I know what you're thinking and what you know what you believe in. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking.
5: Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talkin'. Talk
1: It. Talk 137, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All
3: right, so let's talk about, you know, what do we think, how do we think things are going to pan out over the next few years, the next year or so. Let's say the next year, Cody Wilson. All right. Uh, so, you know, what is the Second Amendment looking like? You know, what about polymer 80s? Yeah. What about yeah. AR pistols, you know, AK pistols? You know, what's going to happen? Yeah, let me my, what about me. my AR-15, Cody? I'm just, I just came
8: up from out of the trenches literally like an hour ago. Right? Mm. So I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing at the front. You know, where the fighting's at, okay? It isn't pretty. But you know what? It wasn't pretty during Trump, okay? And I'm not trying to score points or whatever. Trump's on the way out. We all know how that went. But there were two big lawsuits set up against 80% receivers by August uh, of 2020. One's in San Francisco, one's in New York. And what they're trying to get, uh, what they're trying to happen is they they hope Biden would win so that his attorney general, who I suppose will be Merrick Garland, okay, will come in and he'll settle those cases. These are cases against the ATF. Polymer 80s? Uh, they involve Polymer 80 because, okay. because Polymer 80 is the most successful 80%
3: So you think the that, that, that the Biden administration, uh, that DOJ, yeah. will settle those cases? What I expect to happen is even if the DOJ gives nominal resistance, the,
8: the parties will collude together with the help of the judge, and the judge will say, you know what, ATF, this looks, this looks pretty arbitrary and capricious. Restart. 80% are illegal. Create new rulemaking about how you can and can't make it. You better.
3: think they'll make them illegal? Yes, because what, it'll, by be, way of, it'll be by proxy. way uh, of the organization? By way of the uh, they'll, they'll tell A, a judge will tell ATF, hey, uh, this is
8: this is wrong. You shouldn't have done this in the first place. You shouldn't have given all these letters out to 80% companies. Just like with the braces. We've seen how the, the letters went with the braces. They'll say, start the rulemaking over. Go everybody. back and
3: reevaluate everything exactly. all over again.
8: And then ATF will be like, well, geez, sorry, guys. yeah, We kind of messed up. Here's some letters. You, you should probably stop selling the, the 80% receivers. Is that even
3: legal? Or we're going to put you in jail.
8: So, uh, look, it doesn't matter in, because you saw how the Polymer 80 thing went down. Polymer 80 just got raided in Nevada. Correct. Uh, and ATF says, hey, by the way, sorry, uh, you're, you're all criminals because um, the way you were selling these kits is actually uh, a gun we decided, it turns out. You know, and they can do that now, especially if a judge gives them cover. They can just do that to any type of incomplete receiver, I think, within the next year. Easy. If I want to go, go real aggressive, I think within the next six months. Wow. Yeah. Really? It depends on the speed at which... Um, some of these cases are proceeding in, in new york and
3: what and about Texas. my ar-15 am i gonna lose that too let me tell you uh you you'll lose
8: it if you let someone take it from your cold dead hand mm. uh but look i it's harder to pass legislation in this environment as i think some people have understood since the georgia elections joe biden doesn't have a strong democrat majority in congress in fact he has very tenuous democrat majorities but majorities nonetheless still if they're going to pass anything legislatively they have to do it with uh, like a, a, a supermajority, in essence, to approve the vote that will require Republicans. I don't think Republicans are going to do anything to hurt the AR-15 uh, legislatively for the next two years. So as long as they keep the legislative filibuster, I don't think you'll lose your AR-15 in the next two years. But these courts, like I said in the last segment, these courts have never treated the AR-15 like a, like a real gun protected by the Second Amendment. They have ignored it. They have applied intermediate scrutiny. They have said it's an assault weapon that's not protected by the Second Amendment. They have laid the foundation for the Supreme Court to agree.
6: Mm. And that's my take. Okay. All right. What do you think, Zach? They chose the wrong letters Why for the AR-15. That? Why? What should the letters because be? Because everybody thinks it's assault rifle, right?
3: hmm Army-like rifle. Exactly.
8: Well, these anti-gunners would have been able to spin it up into, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you name it whatever you want, they'll name it, you know, baby killer. The BR-15? Super Plus.
6: That's a bad rifle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it, would, it
8: just always and ever going to be like that. You know, and in fact, the, the generation of the idea of the assault weapon in the first place is a focus-grouped idea from Handgun Control Incorporated or whatever in the late 1970s.
3: All yeah. right, so what are some of the things that Defense
8: Distributed working on? Well, we got ghostgunner.net. Okay. You know, we sell uh, kits. We sell 80% receivers. We sell the piece of equipment that finishes those 80s. And what's important is uh, there's a, a wide community of people sharing code to do that kind of stuff, to do engraving and all this other stuff. But, you, you know, if the nature of these incomplete receivers is going to change, if they're going to make 80s illegal, well, we're going to have to move to whatever the next thing is. So what is that? 0%, you know, 15%? I don't know. But a ghost gunner, for example, as a platform, will always be able to work with that. Whereas, you know, your standard jigs or, or tools and stuff, we're only working with the old 80%. So I would say we're at least one leg ahead, you know, one step up.
3: Now, what about uh, the, the big demand on firearms right now? Well, there's a huge demand in this country for guns and ammunition, yeah. uh, but the supply is not there. Why is the supply not there? What's well, going on?
8: I, th- I think there was a lot of wait and see. Uh, because of COVID interrupting supply lines too, and uh, because of the political crisis, a lot of people sold out, and then they wanted to wait and see what the political situation ended up with at the end of the year. I'm I'm hearing Glock is selling back into the demand a little bit now. I know SIG is, uh, and I'm, and I'm starting to see. Are supply. they having problems? Is it
3: wh- why? Because typically, you know, Glock they do like X amount of thousands of guns per day. Yeah, you know, are they? Do you think they're still doing that right now? They're still doing that number. They're getting their parts and pieces, or they're having problems getting parts and pieces. Well,
8: like your major dealers at Davidsons and Lipsy's and stuff, you know, they've been out and not distributed yeah. and stuff for for a long time. But I, you know, Glock suspended. I think what was it? Gen was it Gen threes or Gen twos or something? Not sure. They suspended one whole generation okay. of of frame and, or of, of material in twenty. So there are calculations. Right? And they're all based on economic factors and political factors. I, I, I don't know the hand of Glock. I know that SIG is more friendly with our, our industry, and I know Glock does still sell OEM stuff to people within my sphere, and they're selling a ton of stuff. Because just... what
3: I'm saying is, like for example, tourists. You yeah. know, tourists, get, they get their, their guns from Brazil. Yeah. You know. Well, what about COVID-19? Brazil shut down. Right. They shut down for a long period of time, right. and so we're not getting those guns, those parts and pieces, whatever, out of Brazil. Oh. So that's affecting the entire tourist line. That's right. But you know, so uh, are the other, other. like, are you having problems with that? With your the things that you need to get the Ghost Gunner, you know, yeah, completed? Yeah,
8: our supply chain is more in the East, like a lot of Texas companies are. It's know? in the U.S. No, in the, I mean in like the East, like uh, East, like East, East. Asia, East.
3: you know, so. Oh, okay. So when of, they shut down, that affects you.
8: Yeah, exactly. But they shut down, you know, ahead of the United States, for example, okay. as we saw it coming. And then they had some shutdowns in a kind of second wave at one point in 2020. And so a lot of us have adjusted to that, and we're fine. We still see some local restrictions and stuff, but no, I would say by and large, uh, as long as you've got supplies of aluminum and steel, copper, right, and things coming in, which do seem to be happening now, and China's at full speed again from what I can see, it's, it's not that. It's, it's more like companies have let uh, their stocks sell out in 2020, mm-hmm. and they're, they're making tactical decisions about how to sell into 2021.
3: They're um, trying to figure out you know, what's going to sell and, yeah. and, and, and figure out what models they need to put out there.
8: Oh, yeah. Look, man, I know I didn't. There was a ton of stuff I didn't invest in because I wanted to see how the Senate race went in November. Right. right. Not just the presidential race. And then you well, to- I
3: mean the demand is so high, though. And the supply is just so the supply is lower than it's ever been in the history of this country when it comes to firearms. You know, there are gun that stores way. that they're I mean, academies, your yeah. major, you know, big, huge uh, gun stores have yeah. nothing inside. I mean, that's a demand side issue, though, right? Because you probably had this is
8: the greatest demand you've ever experienced on a mass scale. you got people who've never bought guns before buying three or four at this point. You know, uh, there was so much fear and uncertainty, not just economically but politically, and of course we had all the social problems, which for some reason aren't a problem anymore. That that wasn't insurrection, as I.
3: But when I talk to when I talk to distributors, yeah. I talk to you know the big distributors, you know your RSRs, your ellipses, your sure. your, defend, your um, Davisons. When I talk to them, I said, sure. you know, what's going on? They say, well, we're not getting the numbers, we're not getting the, the deliveries, the amount of firearms that we normally get. You know, instead of them getting uh, 100 of this particular model, 200 of that model, they're getting, like, fives and tens of this, you know?
8: Yeah. Uh, You know, to some – okay, to some degree, you can behave more like Monopoly now because everybody's just getting in line. We have huge wait lists. You know, I'm sure you have some wait lists for certain product. Um, You know, there's only so much I can buy from PSA, for example, that Mm -hmm. that I can buy from RSR, obviously. um, And people are comfortable with that. You know, our industry as well isn't exactly the most efficient and the most lean of manufacturing and sourcing industries, anyway. So they kind of they take their time. Right. I think it's more of a characteristic of our industry too. They uh, they're not always in a hurry to right. respond to market conditions.
3: No, they're not. They they're really slow. It, and and people, I don't think people understand. You know the things that we go through to try to get things, you know, rolling, get things moving. You know, running a company, running a business. I, people just don't understand. You know, I remember last year. Uh, what is it? Back in May, June. It was June or July where I had a huge issue with one of my credit card processors where mm. they they held on to a large amount of money. I'm mm. talking quarter of or something. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to put that down. I'm going to say it like that. They held on to a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it was because, you know, they shut stuff down. They went to remote, they were re- they were remote. So they had to adjust to that. I couldn't even talk to anyone at the credit card company. Yeah, you know, to get things done, to make things happen. Yeah. you know, whether it's refunds, getting my money, whatever it was, it's like you couldn't talk to anyone. They actually re- they deleted their phone number from wow. their website. Wow. Yeah, that, you know, so it, I mean, things are just crazy like that. So, and we still haven't come back from that. Even still today, no. uh, my credit card processors don't. They don't have their telephone number listed on the website. You can't call them. You know, if there's an issue, you can't and, get anyone on the phone.
8: You know, earlier, I mean, when I said, "Hey, it's the end of the AR-15." Right. You know, actually, when they when they make it a dead letter that you can't own it, that's the very, very end. The real end of the AR-15 is when you can't buy one. Mm. When you can't buy it with a credit card, and right. when Visa and Mastercard are like, you know what? Nope, nope, not for us. Now they've said recently that okay, as long as the AR-15 is legal, we're gonna let you know we're gonna let our merchants sell it. Well, how long do you think that's gonna last? Right. In this environment, I got Shannon Watts and Business Insider last week being like, you know, do the right thing, Visa. <laughs> do the right, yeah, You know. All right. Well that drumbeat only lasts so long. And right now these things are moving.
3: Fast. I don't I don't think they're going to do it because I think what's going to happen is they're they're trying to work on getting that revenue in. I don't I don't think they want to shut anything down. I mean so they'll get revenue from wherever they can. We come back from the break, we're going to talk with Cody Wilson, gonna talk about what's happening in DC, what's happened in Texas State Capitol. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
8: Yo, what's going on guys? It's Jack Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right. So let's let's go back and talk about this insurrection. You know, we we're talking about this during the break. When there's an insurrection, aren't there a list of demands? Oh, man, that's what I want to say to your caller. Well, your, your caller's long gone, right? You oh, he's, no, by no, 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 hold, hold on, on, hold, hold on. Hold James McCoy, on. James. James. yes, sir. All right. So when there's an <laughs> insurrection, James, isn't there a list of demands and, you know, and a bunch of people die whenever you Google insurrection, you look at this in history? let Let's go
5: back to the meaning of insurrection all right when you look at the meaning, doesn't it mean it's a violent up um, it's a uh, a violent uprising against an authority or government or something to that nature? So when we look at the meaning of what insurrection is, and we look at the purpose why these people came from from near and far to do exactly what they did, we can understand the outcome, and I think that's what people are missing. When I see people, again, walking around in the United States of America, in Washington, D.C., with firearms, and they don't have permits. Again, we're putting this on the gun community. We know how strict D.C. gun laws are, but yet you have people willing to come into the district armed. And we don't think to ask ourselves, well, what's the purpose of those people coming armed to the United States Capitol? Then we think of the word insurrection. We put it all together, we see exactly, you know, what took place and we understand why it took place. And that's the hypocrisy I see within the gun community because everybody wants to play stupid now.
8: See, Mike, in my historical, you know, in my historical review, I don't have to play word games about knowing when an insurrection happened or not, right? Like in the Bastille. They break into the fortress, they capture the governor, they kill a bunch of people, put heads on pikes, and steal all the gunpowder. Mm. You know, very easy to be like, huh, yeah, that was an insurrection. Also because the insurrection was literally called for, as happened in the French Revolution. So, like, when I look at the American Revolution, yeah, okay, everybody put the word out, yeah, we're going to murder our government, we're going to go to war for a long time. What well, what we had in D.C. was a bunch of tourists taking pictures, <laughs> all right. And I, as far as I could tell, I mean, I watched the streams, right? I saw high fives, handshakes with cops. All right, this, this was not a group of people that came into the rotunda and said, all right, we declare a new government. Here are the warrants for the politicians. Arrest them. An insurrection has been declared. This, it didn't happen. And you're confusing so yourself.
5: Who, who, who were the people with nooses and wanted to even hang Mike Pence and wanted to terminate Nancy Pelosi? Let, let's go back. And if we want to That's a joke.
8: Through, That's a joke. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't be polite about that, all right? You know, hang Mike Pence is speech. That's aggressive speech. It's figurative speech. But if you believe for a second there was a mob there that was going to hang Mike Pence, you've been fooled, brother. The info war no, happened to you. Fooled. You are a casualty okay. of the info
5: war, so, brother. So, so, so if we got people there that are filled with the rah-rah, right, that are bringing guns to the nation's capital, knowing that you don't supposed to have guns in Washington, D.C., but yet they're bringing guns anyway. Is this what a Democrat gun have,
8: club is, where we, don't, we can only protest where guns are allowed, and that's, and that's the meaning of the Second Amendment? I mean, you got to give me a break. Any protest thought, is a show of force I, I by, definition, mean, by definition. By definition, if a crowd shows up, that's one of its aspects. I'm showing that we have force here. If it's an armed crowd, I'm showing that we have a lot of force here.
5: So if you're bringing firearms, sir, in a restricted area or you're breaking the law, knowing that firearms are not allowed, are you being a responsible gun owner?
8: I wish you could see my face right now. I'm crying. I'm
5: weeping. But but again, what what message are you sending in the gun community if you're actually telling people it's okay to break laws, especially in a federal city? Would you go on a military installation? Where they tell you that you can't have firearms and you're going to take your firearms there.
8: Well, I mean, I got to tell you, you know, I think everybody in this country is unified on, with one idea, which is that there ought, there ought to be a lot more bodies and a lot more firepower in that federal city.
5: Well, again, I'm not going to break a law because I'm a legal gun owner. Now I'm looking at people who came in the city knowing damn well they didn't supposed to bring their guns and now they lost their gun rights. So for the people who think that you have people in government who wish to take guns from all of us, and I do believe that, too. I believe you have an elite group of people that would love to take guns from everybody. But when you get nuts who come in and they purposely violate laws that everybody knows exist, you're doing nothing but helping them. When I see people storm the Capitol with crossbows and nooses and things that they could kidnap or they can arrest people, that's an insurrection. I don't care if you're saying that they're actors or they're joking. Somebody there took it seriously, especially the woman that climbed through the window, and now she's taking a dirt nap. Man. You are, know, we, are we not responsible for that look, I, kind of behavior because
8: we encourage it? I weep for the American gun owner, man. I weep for the kept pets. I weep for the, the, I, I, I weep pets, for the, the weak-minded little...
5: American that thinks it's okay to rebel against his own government because their president lost. A re-election. that's what i weep for Man, i weep for the american gun owner that thinks it's okay to bring firearms in a restricted area i weep for the american gun owner who listens to the rhetoric within the gun community who says it's okay to storm and loot and take property from your own capital that's that's things let me watch my language those are actions that you see in a third world country and not the united states of america
8: Yeah, I think they're actions you see in first world countries, too. There's a a gentleman, I don't know, I keep going going back to him for reference. His name was Thomas Jefferson. He helped write the Declaration of the Rights of Man. You might have heard of it. Anyway, one of those rights of man. How long ago
5: was this, my brother? One of those,
8: oh, you know, uh, 1793. Anyway, (laughs) you might have heard of the Declaration of the Rights of Man. And it included the sovereign right, the holy right of insurrection. For when a government isn't working for people, you got to throw it off, man. How's the government not not working and
5: they voted?
8: Oh, you got to give me a break. So, you gotta, so Mike, you working, got a call around here saying it, this it government's working? It was
5: when Trump won the election, but now that Trump lost the election, all of a sudden the, the system doesn't work.
8: This government, I think as all people recognize, is like the sun microsystems of government. All right? it, it needs to go bankrupt yesterday. It needs to be reset and turned into something else. The, the, the only thing is in.
5: wrong with the government is its controllers. You have corruption on both sides, Democrats <laughs> and Republicans. We <laughs> can agree to that. Well, but the it. manner that we go in correcting... The, the 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 instrument that's controlling the temperature is not by storming your own capital. I said the same thing with Antifa. You know, we're not going to be hypocrites and say that it's okay for Antifa to throw bricks through windows and to set things on fire in, in their own cities. You get what I mean? So if Antifa was wrong for the actions that they committed in their form of protest, then These people who stormed and broke windows and threatened police officers in the United States Capitol should be held, I would even say, for treason. It's no way in heck that as American patriots that we can watch our own government building capital be sacked by Americans over an election. Come on, guys. We're better than that.
8: You know, I, we're gonna have to agree to disagree, but when I saw Nancy what, what Pelosi- What about
5: waiting four more years, taking your butts out to the polls, and voting Biden and Harris out, if you feel yeah, that guys. disappointed that Trump didn't win? Let's just I vote mean, harder I'm,
8: next time, guys. Let's vote harder. The reality is we have a, a permanent government in place, right? What we're, what we're debating here, and what these goofy MAGA people are debating at the Capitol, was a change of the ceremonial head of government. Oh no, we really care about who the president is. But what a number of people have discovered over especially the last 10 years, is it doesn't matter who you make the president of this terrible, awful, humongous administrative state, which is so injurious to our rights, our sacred liberties and honor. There's nothing that we can do to remove it or to replace it, and it will only do injustice and injury to us for the rest of our lives, taking while it does so and telling us that it serves us. And you, sir, are its humble, kept pet telling people to go to free speech zones and Second Amendment zones. Please protest only where they tell you that you can, brothers and sisters. Don't let them hurt you you uh, more.
5: And I love you for your (laughs) ghost gun machines, but you have 70,000 people that follow Donald Trump, and a good number of them were there because Trump told America that he was cheated. Now, had those people been told the truth that he actually lost the election, They would not have wanted, they would not have gone to the Capitol to loot, to kidnap, and maybe even, I shouldn't say the word, kill, but kill. I'm here in Washington, D.C. I'm listening, not just to the news, but I'm listening to some of the police officers who were there. right? I'm going on some of these crazy fights with some of these crazy gun people, and I'm listening to the things that they say about elected officials that they don't get along with or that they don't agree with. Everybody looks at Nancy Pelosi as she's the damn devil reincarnated. How many times have we seen death threats being made on social media about what should happen to her? Maxine Waters, she came out and said something in her reply to a death threat. They said that they were gonna shoot her. She said that you better shoot straight. See, the gun community bears a responsibility that I think that a lot of us don't have the courage to tell other people that they're wrong. Because What happens when a mass shooting, everybody knows that this man was angry. And no one wants to say anything until he actually goes out and does the unthinkable. Then we want to say, no, it wasn't the gun's fault. It's the guy with the gun. We agree on that. But what do we do to talk the guy with the gun off the ledge before he went in Denny's and shot up all those people? Or before he went into the Walmart with his glasses on and his ears on and he shot up all these people? We see the monster growing. And we know that monster is mad. That monster is angry. But rather than trying to tame that monster, we keep feeding it more anger and more hate until that monster just goes out and does the unthinkable, like what we saw at that Capitol.
3: Now, I remember in uh, Maxine Waters, you know, and, and, uh, stood up there and she said, you know what, we need to go where these people are. We need to go where they're sitting down with their family eating dinner. We need to go where they are, where they're shopping, and we need to call them out and we need to confront them no matter where they are. So, you know, and this was like four years ago when, you know, and and I remember when Trump took, you know, took to the stage to be sworn in as president of the United States four years ago. And within, Ten minutes of him being president, they were calling for him to be impeached. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
6: Hey, this is A.W.R. Hawkins, Fry Park News, and you're
0: listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
1: Talk 1370, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so I want to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about uh, the Texas Capitol and this legislative session and talk about how we have more anti-gun bills that have been filed in Texas in the history of this state. More anti-gun bills have been filed in Texas in the history of this state.
6: Yeah, I actually heard that there was one bill that was filed that will both change the definition of a protest to um, at least one person. On the street
3: yeah, that was state representative Vicki Goodwin
6: and it would also make it so you cannot have your gun even if you're licensed within 500 feet of said protest
3: That's correct and the way this bill is written it says that let us say you're sitting somewhere in a restaurant somewhere you're you're out in the patio and all of a sudden some one person it takes one person to show up to protest you have to, and you're carrying a gun you're committing a crime Well McCoy, I guess you got to go home, man. I guess your caller has to go home, Mike. <laughs>
5: don't bring it don't bring back.
3: All right. And then, um, <laughs> it's want, illegal. He needs to go home. All right. I want to talk about that. <laughs> and also, want to talk about the fact that the NRA is fleeing New York. They're leaving New York and they're coming to Texas. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? My question is, why in the world was the NRA in New York in the first place for so long? Why didn't they leave years ago? Well, the NRA is an old organization.
8: I mean, you know, like the same way Remington and Colt and everybody are all. Originally headquartered out of the, the Northeast, so was the NRA.
6: Yeah, when you say NRA, I just think of Charlton Hessen, right?
8: Sure, sure. I mean, how old is the NRA? eighteen sixty something? Or I mean, I, you know, I haven't looked in a while, but uh, gosh, you know, could you have even could you have even been in many other states? You know,
3: uh, it was a weird message of theirs, though, to say like, oh yeah, we're bankrupt. But, uh, they, they go with the wind, whichever way the wind's blowing, that's how they go. But we're moving to Texas, eighteen seventy one, and the Texas State Rifle Association's got a new legislative director. Uh, new new legislative director that um, at the Capitol now. No one knows who this person is. I got that email. Yeah, I got that, yeah. <laughs> got that huh? yeah, no one knows who this person is. Uh, uh, they're trying to make this person into a pro-gun person, uh, but they, I don't think the Tech State Rifle Association really wants to push what the majority of the people that are in the pro-gun community are actually pushing. They're not pushing that same message. Uh, and the way I understand it is the majority of, of the people that are on the board for the Texas State Rifle Association, they don't even want – they think that only people should that should be able to carry guns are police officers. They said that? Who said that? I'm not going to clarify that oh, statement. Oh, no. That's terrible. I put it out there one time, and that's all I'm going to well,
8: say. TSRA is weird. They're kind of like the NRA of Texas. They're a bunch of weird – they got this weird Eastern liberal vibe going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, the, like they're worried you won't consider them respectable if they promote things like, you know, constitutional carry or. I mean, I'm, I'm telling, I'm just talking to the choir right now, but right, uh, it's weird kind of noblesse oblige over there at the TSRA. It's all about money and respectability, politics and stuff. Good old boy. I don't get it. Good old I, boy. I gave this come from someone who gave them money. Right. I don't feel like I got much out of it.
3: No. Oh, yeah. Well, and, unless they come, you know, come along and 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 really move with the times, we're going to have this problem. I don't think they're, they're with the times and what's really happening.
8: You know, Texas had, like, an anti-3D printed gun bill last session. Did they? Yeah, and, I, and TSRA wouldn't uh, score it from what I remember. They kind of stayed away from it. It's like,
3: Probably because of who wrote the bill. You
8: know, What good are you? A,
3: lot of, a lot of stuff is who, who, who wrote the bill, who's a sponsor. They're not willing to step on any toes. Man, sure. Unless you know, this person is like, unless it's a Democrat, yeah. you know, then they'll step on their toes. If it's a Republican, they won't say anything.
8: I mean, I got to be truthful. I, I think it was a Democrat that wrote the bill, but it's, some of these things are, you know, what's the difference? But are we, are we actually worried about any of these gun bills getting traction this year? What do you, what do you say, Mike?
3: Don't know. Don't know because um, we'll see. All it takes is one little incident to happen, uh, and we know how funny things can go. Yeah. You know, All it took was the, like the knife bill. Uh, we, oh, yeah. we, you know What happened on the, on the day that the Texas legislature was going to debate and vote on the knife bill that morning was a UT stabbing. And that changed history. Dang. Then they said, okay, whoa, hold on. Well, we need to make sure you can't take a knife or link to blaze over five one half inches in certain places. I forgot about that. It changed that morning. So all it takes is one little incident when these people are in office between now and June mm. and that and anything can go. They they go in a direction that the wind's blowing.
8: You know, in uh, twenty fifteen we took Ghost Gunner to the Capitol when I don't know if you remember this. We showed the lawmakers. <laughs> we are like, you know, get used to it. Uh, you gotta normalize them. You know they're like little, they're like herd animals. You gotta be like, look, it's safe. You know, come touch it. <laughs> and uh, that's all I can say about these these scared little little lawmakers, these little legislators.
3: Hush, little lamb. All right. So you know what what do you, <laughs> what what, same, what are some what are some things that you want to focus on here in Texas? Well, you talking to me? Yeah. As far as Texas, just leave me alone, please. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Texas, it. please. Just leave you alone. You know,
8: don't, if it ain't broke, guys, everyone's coming here. Just leave it alone. Have a, have a have an amazing session where you don't mess anything up. Elon Musk's coming. You'll you won't you'll have a banner year. Just don't screw it up, Texas. Mm. You know, Elon, don't be too Elon, smart. Elon likes guns. Yeah, I guess he does. I, you know, I don't know, man. You know, the HP's moving. Everybody's moving out here, and it's like, okay, that'll work for a few years, and then it's just a job for that next wave of people that come. Mm-hmm. by gosh you think that's going to
3: change the way people vote
8: yeah i'm afraid so i know abbott's out there being like oh no, no we looked at the numbers and it's 60 percent conservative maybe so for that first crop of people but gosh soon if this is the only place to work you know we're gonna have the same problem i think he's gonna be, gonna be okay for that. his
3: next election he'll be fine
8: okay
7: yeah.
3: he's, he's gonna have to fend off uh and we're talking about governor abbott he's gonna have to fend off uh some uh, some opponents on his own party but I, don't, I think he'll be able to fight them off because he's got a lot of dirt on him. So he'll be able to fight them off easily.
8: I mean, he's a strong guy. He runs <laughs> ahead of national politicians. But look, I mean, November was close. You know, close as yeah. it's been in a long time. Yeah. How, how much longer will it be that
3: way? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the, uh, the chair of the, the Texas Republican Party, uh, he's going to probably run for governor against Governor Abbott. Is that right? Yeah, most likely. But he got dirt on him, so they're going to shut him <laughs> down real quick.
8: <laughs> I mean, Abbott's the man. How can you, you know, you can't get too upset. I didn't like some of the COVID stuff, but then nobody did. At mm-hmm. least he's uh, he's put Austin in line a few times. Yeah, I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I mean, what do you think? Do you think we're going to be wearing these masks much longer?
8: Oh yeah, forever. Forever? Why not? No,
3: nah, we're not going to be wearing it forever. Like
8: Milton Freeman said, there's nothing as permanent as a temporary. Are you
3: are you going to get the shot? <laughs> no, man. You're not going to get the vaccine. They'll probably
8: make me get the shot though, won't they?
3: If you want to travel, probably. You yeah. have to
8: get a card. Well, then I'll have to tell them that here. Here's my. A forged f- card, ah, uh, there we go. That's right, that's right.
3: You can, yeah, we can lie. You, to get stuff. In the card can, game. you can lie
8: about stuff you get like that in the vaccine card game. That's what you do, yeah.
3: That's true. You yeah. think about that? People take people, you know, get all uptight about so many different things. I'm like, you know, there's certain people that you can lie to. You just can't lie to law enforcement, you know, but you can lie to everybody else. You can lie to your a, doctor, of course. Yeah, yeah think, it is. You can lie to your doctor, you
8: know, <laughs> you know. Thankfully, corruption exists in most countries and it's like a safety valve, you know. Yeah, think, gosh, perfect compliance on the COVID vaccine that would just wreck the. The country that would wreck everything.
3: I don't. They don't adhere to OSHA laws. So I don't even want, want anyone to know when I get a test or anything like that because they is, just, they uh, leak everything, the every information. Thing,
8: though, and you know your iPhone's going to be like, oh, you know, someone near you's got the COVID, you know, and you'll be involved in these involuntary uh, technical things that you're not aware of. You know, you start getting text messages because they know you got the, the virus somehow. That's going to be a problem. That's new,
3: right? And that's happening in New York to people. You know, mm. that's coming. All right. Hey, let me go back to Taylor. Taylor Blunt. Uh, I don't know if you're still there, Taylor anything new come out of the texas state capitol anything new any riots any yelling screaming? anyone arrested
4: oh uh, no it's pretty much uh it's pretty much wrapped up here um everybody kind of left they made kind of some closing statements and uh just kind of walked away oh man what did they say anything good
3: that's what, it what were their demands uh, Taylor? No, they they,
4: just, uh, they condemned the uh the uh attack on the u.s capitol oh my God. and uh said
3: it, yeah uh, yeah. They said it was weak. I'm kind of suspect of this organization. <laughs> I'm they they condemned the attack. I'm, I'm suspect here. Yeah. Never, definitely suspect.
7: Never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I didn't see many Trump supporters there honestly. There was maybe one guy with a manga see, hat, no flag.
3: Th- and, and see the funny thing is this is a Austin is the, you know, the capital of Texas and you mm-hmm. know Texas is a huge state. But it's a very small community, and everybody knows everybody. And you know, when I go to the Capitol, you know, I know who's with what group and who stands with what. You know, if this person stands on the left, I know this person stands on the right. I know this person is a libertarian. There are no surprises, you know. But if I go down, go downtown to the Capitol, and I don't recognize these people, suspect. This is all suspect.
7: It was was quite surprised because I had not recognized the the specific uh, the. uh... Um, The ones that spoke uh, specifically, but there
3: were. I don't know any of those people that spoke today. This is all suspect. I'm telling you right now. I'm not falling for this communist plot, people. You're not fooling me. This is all suspect. This is Uh, something. Something is up, and I don't know what it is, but something's up. Go ahead. (laughs) Say it again. I know the communists. It wasn't them. Uh, I didn't didn't see any left-wing agitators there um, at all. Yeah, something's up. I'm telling you, people, do not – in the neck in the days to come whether it's 6 months a year down the road do not let someone suck you into doing something don't get sucked up into the hype whenever you know something starts you're downtown you're at the Capitol, you're going to you know to different you know elected officials offices you're trying to get things done don't get sucked into what is happening around you don't let someone uh, pull you into whatever they're trying to do don't let them control your emotions you keep control of yourself and what's happening because something is up. I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it, but it's just, it ain't, doesn't smell right. Now it's passing the smell test. All right, so, man, Cody, uh-huh. what you got to say to the people before we go? Uh, live long and prosper. <laughs> James McCoy, <laughs> what do you got to say to the people before we go?
5: Hey, go back in history, study the Resurrection Act of 1807. I believe our brother-in-arms, he brought up something interesting about Thomas Jefferson but it was Thomas Jefferson who actually signed the um, Insurrection Act. I think I said Resurrection Act. I'm sorry about that, guys, but the Insurrection Act of
3: 1807.
5: All right. And um, as what Michael said, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see and research things before you open your mouth. All right.
3: Thank you, James. Oh, yeah. Uh,
8: Insurrection Act. Well, look, once Thomas Jefferson was an American president, he uh, abused his office and was worthy of being deposed and
3: murdered himself. As always, more guns. Equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.